Hello and welcome to Our Love is Disgusting. I'm Ray Kump. I'm Lucy Steiner. We're lovers. We're in fucking love with each other. We fuck. And we're also just pigs. Hello. Just welcome to Our Love is Disgusting. Say hello, sweetie. Hi. Yes, this is Lucy. I'm Ray Kump. We've been, uh, it's been a while. Yeah. We, uh... I guess you call it a summer, uh, what do you call it, a hiatus? What we're on a summer schedule. You're a summer, well, we're getting back into it. I mean, yeah. but you know, uh, we were busy fucking and going to beaches and um, being depressed together. Just yeah. in bed, cuddling, trying to make the, the our depression go away, our mutual depression that we have. Yeah. Just watching Curb. Just watching Curb, not admitting that you know, our love is slowly dwindling. Yeah, it's it's not like our love is dying, but the the passion is flaring out. No one's gonna believe this. I'm trying I'm trying to make us more relatable and not have this, this perfect relationship that we have. But I can't. We're happy as shit. Fuck you. Yeah. This is going great, and uh, I don't know. You'll find someone, maybe, maybe not. What am I gonna tell you? Maybe you'll die alone. Maybe you'll die alone. Look, some people just die alone. Yeah. Look, my I have an aunt. It's probably gonna. Just, yeah, of course. I mean, my mom might be around for her, so like technically not alone. But yeah, otherwise, you know, for sure alone. Like, That's just the reality of it. People think like it, it, people think there does seem to be this weird culture mm-hmm. where people think they don't have to be proactive. Yeah, a, right? a, about like finding someone to be their lover, to be yeah. their, their to be their you know their their partner their life partner or whatever and, and people think like oh well i'll just find somebody yeah i'll just i'll put it off i'll just find i'll find the perfect person in like 10 years or something right and like it's people there definitely is this culture of like people don't think they have to compromise or you know you know or or, or be proactive or well, no, they, or, well, they, and their expectations are insane i'm from Long island yeah uh and a lot of those women are just bonkers in the sense of, you you get a weird view. I th- I'm surprised that all incels aren't from Long Island. Because when you hear incel talk, like you, I'm not sympathetic to it. But I almost, if you just look at Long Island, certain communities in Long Island, like uh, I almost get it. If like it, there is this kind of idea, it's more kind of like you know, uh, domestic kind of. I'm just gonna like, try and marry like a rich guy and like. You know, not do anything, and like, not say all women are like from Long Island are from there, but it seems to be a culture that embraces that there, of just you know, trying to like marry up. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's not just Long Island, but it, it, it it's kind of the landmark. The, the and and marry up with no apparent qualities that would allow you to marry up. I mean, you don't need. I mean, the pussy's pretty much what you need. I mean, and and the face that goes along. Well, know, that's the thing. I mean, look. When people say pussy, I'm like, you know, a secret, babe. When men say pussy, they don't always just mean, well, she's got a fantastic... When I put my dick inside her hole, it oh, really? feels good. No, they also... It's not a literal thing? You mean men like beautiful women? Yes. All, all around? Yes. <laughs> I never, I never would have guessed. They like pretty women. <laughs> they like them to get... Oh, you're saying they like women to be pretty in the face and in the body and in the pussy. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, so my point is, uh, but yeah, I, I've I've known people who you know basically come from trailer trailer park might be a little uh, extreme. No, I think it was a trailer park situation, and they married a millionaire. Uh, 
Someone I worked, for, you know, for. He, he was the guy. He was he was a millionaire, and uh, you know it happens. So my point is, uh, how are you on this? No, no, I'm. I, people definitely marry up. What were we talking about again? But what? What were we talking about again? Oh, it's oh not, dying alone. Yeah, but like this idea that like, look, if you if you have that, great, good for you. If you got that kind of like, you know, that transactional face where it's like, you know, and that in this position where you can just marry some, you know, schlub guy who has some money and you and you and you get your fucking thing going, good. Yeah, if you're just hot and fun. Yeah. Like and and yeah, it's like the world is your oyster. And willing to fuck some gross guy or semi gross guy. Yeah. That's like you can be like they're hot and fun girls who are like, you know. EDM trash girls, you know, like they go, they go fucking, you know, to the body barn and, and, and clubbing and they fucking, they get drunk through their 20s and just getting fucked by hot guys. Those aren't the ones getting, you know, I'm talking about, you know, if, if you're willing to fuck a kind of a gross guy and you, you get the money. It's, it's, it's not exactly, it's, I'm not saying it's prostitution or nothing, but it's, it's a certain, it's, look, who gives a fuck how you do it? Do your thing. The point is, though, but, you know, let's be honest. In Long Island, there's all these girls who are like, you're not doing that. I'm going to marry a rich guy. And it's like, they're not gonna, like if, they're, if they're doing it, uh, if they're if it's not based on love, if it's based on, like, I want to get a hot girl because I got money, why are they picking you? Yeah. It's like, you know, even the schlubby ones can do better than you. And it's, just trust me on this one. You know, well, it, I know these women. It's kind of like, you know, I feel like just a generation or two ago, it was like the, the other opposite side of the spectrum where it was like you know basically if a guy if a guy makes okay money and he doesn't hit you then just stay with him <laughs> and it's like right. a lot of people just kind of sacrifice their own you know uh, pursuits or whatever to do that yeah and well, it, you really have, like you weren't allowed to have pursuits anyway really yeah it, it's like it, that was probably miserable for a lot of people and and now i feel like sometimes people like around my age mm-hmm. kind of go the opposite way where it's like 22 what 22 years old <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> um, it's like it, it you know, it, they just kind of like go swing the opposite where it's like well, I got time, I got time and then you end up with a bunch of like 40-year-old skateboarding and the park and it's like it's just that's kind of depressing too. Is your low-key way of saying you settled on me? What? Are you trying to say you settled on me? <laughs> Look, I can, I, I'm not trying to do better than you. <laughs> I'm realistic. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, look, we're the lucky ones. We are lucky ones. And we look, we have. We both married up. We did. And we, you know, because we have personalities and we fucking mm. have shared interests and shared skill sets. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're too fucking lame to go get a skill, it has to be comedy. Everyone wants to be comedy. You Com- preach comedy this. Comedy's the worst skill. Oh, yeah, it is. Go, go fucking, uh, go learn crafts. Go learn, like, woodworking. Imagine having two woodworking, a woodworking couple. Oh yeah, he's routing the fucking table while she's fucking oh yeah table sawing shit. Fuck yeah, she's doing the dye and the and the, and the fucking staining while he's fucking sanding. That's that. hot. Oh, that sex. couple fucks. Yeah, they fuck a lot. No, you you preach this to a. I've heard you preach this to a lot of uh uh y- young boys. Yeah, where <laughs> you'll you'll go like you know if you want to get laid, it's like you know you gotta you gotta get good at something. Yeah, you need to look. People talk about confidence, like oh, he's got to be more confident. But women like confidence, and which is like, yeah, true. But like, they look. If, some people just have it, right? Some people are just cocky and confident. Whether they're a good-looking guy or they have a big cock or they're athletically gifted. 
and you have to even think about it. And then a lot of people, you know, have to struggle to get confidence. But the key is not to like. I, I mean, look, it might work for some people to just like be able to turn a switch and be like, oh, I'm just gonna fake it till I make it. I think that's scum. I think that's just. I, I can't relate to that. Um, I mean, unless you're just like a really ruthless salesperson. But then usually those guys are gifted anyway. Yeah. So no, I, I'm, like, the reality is, it's not about faking until you make I hate, I, hate, I hate those expressions. It's a numbers game, bro. Just keep that. Shut up. You fucking pick up our fucking scumbags. <laughs> Point is, develop a skill in something. Learn an instrument. Get good at woodworking. Uh, yeah, be able to say with conf- with like an internal confidence, like, I do this. Right. I'm really good at this. Don't, and- don't, uh, I mean, you can learn film and yeah, look, don't be pretentious about it, but you yeah. can learn film and have that share. I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, really, really just having a curated taste can take you a long way. That, but- that, that, that gets trickier though. Because with, with the curated taste, you have to be that much more, uh, affable to not come off pretentious yeah i mean i mean you can't it, you can't shove it down people's throats no like and, hey this is my taste right this is my identity yeah but it's like you, you it it helps it's like it is a kind of like a you know a, a signal you can send out to the if, if you handle it right and you're right. humble about it it could be just kind of a signal you send out to the world like hey Look at yeah. look, look look the these dildos I have these and learn about the things you these like. These are expensive dildos. They're made of glass and porcelain and maybe uh, other you know uh, heavy heavy uh, metals. You know, um, and I, I'm I'm a cultured man. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't just buy you know whatever fucking pocket pussy that you know the way this porn star is pushing. You know, oh his fleshlight feels like the pussy from his big ass. Uh, like Alexis text. No, all right. I procure. I. I. I, I you, you buy. Do they make like quality dildo. They have to, right? Have oh to yeah. Like a like a German a German dildo maker. That's just like you know, the same way you buy crystal. Like a Zorowski dildo. I love a Zorowski dildo. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, don't do history. Like I like history. I enjoy history. I've never really. Uh, it's never helped me socially. <laughs> um, I guess except, except you know, in the podcasting where you know me and Tim uh, help, you know, but as far no, but as far as social interactions, um, you know, if people who aren't like crazed uh, borderline conspiracy theorists slash you know just general maniacs. No, it's not helpful. I mean, it's not help- women don't like it uh, unless you happen to fall into the same niche, and it's like some bullshit. Like you know, you both like the Middle Ages and like the War of the Roses and shit like that. Uh, you know, like the, the English and French wars and shit. But and talking. even then, it's like it's probably honestly, it's probably not going to help you because it's like if you if you stumble onto another person who likes the War of the Roses or whatever, right. then the, they'll probably just feel like semi competitive with you. What happens to us? And you'll end up like arguing about the War of the Roses. And we like, argue about we argue about the civil, yeah. uh, not all the time, but I remember us arguing about the Civil War. And oh like, yeah, we've gotten the into degrees to which the Confederate soldiers were all culpable. And like we both on the same page, basically, we were just arguing my new show. No, it was literally we like we were in ninety nine percent agreement, yeah. and we were arguing yeah. about like one percent of it. Right, exactly. Which is just <laughs> our entire life. Yeah. But uh, but no, but like you know, I've had situations uh, where you know, I bring up certain events that I I know to be true in history, but you know, people 
you could call conspiracy stuff, whatever. I'm saying people hear it and go, what are you talking about? That's not true. And you got to contradict them then. And it just becomes a problem. You know what's good? It was great for an interest is something that you can just like share with people as opposed to something like, especially like for dating purposes, mm-hmm. any niche interest that's going to make somebody feel dumb. Terrible. It's usually bad for a date. Right. Like it's like any any niche interest where it's like you talk you monologuing about it is just gonna make a person feel like an idiot. Right. Like at best, you know, and at worst it's gonna make them feel competitive. Right. Like it, it's probably going to something you've done. Hey, I made this. I, I played the banjo really well. Not taking anything, anything hey, away yeah. from that girl. Yeah, I I wrote a song. Yeah. I, you show her the song. Yeah. Yeah. It's not you know. Unless she's just unless she's a down and out banjo player, unless she's some failed artist in her own right, which is not crazy in Brooklyn. But you know, you might you, you look you might get in some situation where some girl who like you know came to came to Williamsburg to be in some fucking indie female band didn't work out, and now she's bitter about you playing the banjo or the or the ukulele. What was the other one that little people little <laughs> guitar people play? Is it ukulele? Mandolin. Mandolin. Yeah. She's bitter because you're you're playing the mandolin. She wanted to, do, and then she won't let you rub a pussy now. <laughs> Well, honestly, this honestly, I, I think one of the things one one of the the weird uh, byproducts of sexism in a culture, yeah, is that this stuff, this level of finesse, isn't expected of women, right? As much, or it, mostly because it's like they're being objectified a lot of the time, and it's like I'm not blaming them for it, but it's just like it, there's a lot of like you know shitty attributes that come with being a woman right. automatically, sure. And so it's like most of the time, if anyone has any self-awareness, they don't want to bother them about their finesse, right. <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah. but, but the fact is, it's like, you know, I think a lot of women could also benefit from some finesse. Like when it, when it's just like, Oh sure. You know, it, it, you know, it, it, cause I think like women have insecurities too, and they come right. out on dates and it's like, you know, a lot of women could benefit from just like, it's like, you don't always have to like prove yourself. It's yeah, like, I found like I found women, uh, sometimes are like, Whatever. I mean, it's not always a kid. You know, like, like they, they're good at their job, and that's kind of like a thing that, like, they'll be more, they have more ownership about that. They'll be like, oh, I'm, this is my, my, I don't know. No, total. I think you're right because it's like because for because I think for a lot of women, it's almost like a defensive thing. Yeah. Like it's like you know because they're given so much shit about it that it's right. like yeah, I have a job. Like so what? It's like they almost like get into like a weird like Groucho Marx esque like argument with themselves right. at the date sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, I have a job. I'm proud of it. So what? What do you have to say about it? Right. <laughs> and it's like I wasn't I wasn't saying it was bad. Yeah. Uh, or like or don't don't expect me to fucking be impressed that you're like you're a sales rep for a fucking drug company. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, you're not the devil, but you know. You, you kind of are. Yeah, you kind of suck. <laughs> you kind of a dumb twat. <laughs> Don't date girls who work for pharmaceutical companies. That's the rule I have. <laughs> yeah, pet, unless it's like, you know, a Viagra thing where they can get you free Viagra. Yeah. That would be great. I mean, imagine if you could just give me, like, if you were just giving me Cialis whenever you wanted. Like, here, fat boy. Fucking <laughs> fuck me hard. Fuck me for an hour. I'm like, all right. I mean, my cardio is not really up to that at the moment, but all right. <laughs> Have you ever been in that situation? Have you ever gone on a date with a woman who's like a corporate woman? Um, like CEO or like on track to be a CEO type? More like, I think I, I, t- teachers maybe, which is not the same. No, no, not CEO type. Uh, <laughs> not even vaguely the same. <laughs> but they were, they were like, I don't know. They, Just a tired teacher? <laughs> it was when I, it's before I got the job I have now. I was, I was kind of on unemployment and they had a, they were making decent money. So, I think a decent apartment. So, it felt like, 
you know. It, <laughs> oh, big shot public school teacher, eh? I think it's private school, but still. Not, you know. They make even less money, <laughs> I think. Uh, well, it depends on the type of private school. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you work at Chode, I don't think you fucking make less money. You'd be surprised. A lot of, like, was it high school or elementary school? I don't know, but you're saying Chode doesn't pay a good salary? I, I don't know what Chode is. It's one of those, like, elite prep schools. Yeah, that probably so, pays well. Yeah, I would imagine, right? Yeah. I mean, look, maybe less than you think. Maybe. No, honestly, there are some maybe schools. Maybe kind of like comedy where it's like, hey, you fucking get, experience, get some stage time here and then you fucking go. No, like there are some schools where I grew up that are like pretty elite, like like uh, elementary high schools mm-hmm. type things. And it's like, you'd be surprised. It's like teachers don't make that much there. It's like, you know. Really? It's kind of like on par with what a lot of public school teachers and What do you think on par is? Cause I know people, I, school teachers I know, make a hundred grand a year. Yeah. Okay. Sure about that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just that's saying, like, the average by, by my age. So that's like, that's like a, that's like a, a nice Long Island, like affluent Long Island town. Oh, totally. I that's mean, yeah, like it's a, a totally national different. average. I mean, it's a totally different situation if you go to Missouri. Well, or Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders making the case that look, look, teachers should make at least sixty-five grand a year, which is not like crazy at all. Like, yeah, that's not nuts at all. Yeah. Uh, but that's like, but that's like a, a pipe dream for apparently for teachers to make that much money. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it, uh, the the fucked up thing is that, like, at this point, it kind of is because you would have to like, th- the thing is, you have to restructure the entire way that public schools were funded. Uh, it's like, yeah, it, because right now it's like, yeah, a lot of schools in like Missouri or whatever, like they make like shit money. But it's like it's also it's based on income. It's based on income tax in the area, so it's so like it's based on property tax or, or property tax, right. rather. Well, yeah, it's a weird thing because it's like I get we go. Oh look, it's not racist because it's property taxes. This is how it works out, and like you know, so for yeah, okay. But like it's one of the few things where it is based on your property tax. Yeah, like, your co- the cops really aren't based on that. Right. Fire, I mean, there's a certain extent you get private cops in certain like in certain towns on Long Island, they have like private cops. Or like cops for for that town to keep you know I'm, I'm I'm not saying this but you know some would say to keep the riffraff out. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're basically patrolling for black people and fucking well, it's racist. I'm saying. Oh yeah, but you know, but, but like you cops know, harassing people who like they, who aren't like living there. But cops also aren't they based on like aren't they also based on property tax or or no. in, or I mean, in, not, well I guess it depends. I mean maybe part, certain parts of the country, but Long Island, you have Nassau and Suffolk counties, you know, and they. The police force, for the majority of them, are county police force. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And upstate, a lot of it's, I mean, I'm not sure about, like, Westchester or those areas, but, I mean, once you get, like, past that, I think most of it's, like, state troopers. It really is nuts. Like, to, uh, uh, considering that's how it works, it really is crazy how terribly the police operate i mean like how like how the disparity and how police operate in different neighborhoods um, like like it, it's it's like if it were based on like the the resources of each like town you could almost see it but it's like the fact that it's like they'll literally just like go into one place and get their quotas filled and then like protect the the other neighborhoods like the more affluent neighborhoods yeah, i mean look, it's I, like, I'm, look let's there's more complication to it. It's not as mustache twirling as that sounds. But yeah, no. But basically, but there is a, definitely a truth to that. I mean, like I, I don't. Depending it, where on where you go, it kind of is. It can, like, no, it can absolutely can be. I, yeah. I, look, I, the only reason I even have caveats for this yeah. is because I feel like you know there are problems even with the best intentioned and you know best uh, equipped 
you know, uh, strategically police forces. Like, sure. They're just like, you know, look, you, I just get, I get annoyed. Look, I mean, I watch The Wire. I love The Wire. And it's com- everything's complicated. And, you know, people, even people who are like trying to do the right thing, it's hard because of all these other things. It's like, you know, I'm just saying, I'm not going to, uh, we shouldn't just blame the police as the only problem. Whatever. I'm just saying. Well, you certainly don't. It would be, de- it's definitely dumb to blame individual police because right. it, because it really is like even in the worst cities, right? It's like even in the cities with like the biggest problems, right. it's, it really is like, it, it's a systemic problem that's existed for decades. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's nothing that one individual cop can fix. Right. And it's also but, like not something that's necessarily like you look at redlining and you go, Oh yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah. And like, but you look at certain police, like the, some of the cops, it's more like, I mean, there is the stuff like you know that would, would be similar to like redlining in, in this. Yeah. Area. But there's also the idea of like, look, this there's a certain level of crime in this area, so we over police to here, and, and that cre- that breeds a certain resentment of the community against the police, and it goes back and forth and shit. It's just it's more complicated than just you know. It's not as, like as simple as you know the police chief was racist necessarily. Oh, I mean, it it's so the more you go into it, like the more you go into the history of just like how the police operate the more complicated it gets. Cause it's like even stuff like police unions, it's like there was a time where that shit was really necessary. Like where it was like pol- the conditions that police worked in were like really despicable. I mean, right. it was like, like literally like sleeping in cots at the police station and like uh, some police stations were just like rat infested. It's like, it just these like terrible working conditions. And so this like strong police union built over the years. And now the police unions kind of become like a cover for a lot of corruption and sure. abuse. Yeah. But it's like, I think, uh, I think I read gangs in New York, the book, like it was based on. Yeah. And like, I think they made the, that they made the point that like, a big part of being a cop was just like you were able to like shake people down. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that, like, was, that was one of the perks. Pretty much, yeah. Like, it's kind of in a way like a waiter barely makes a salary. Sure. It's like hey, a cop gets like you know they give him a uniform and a little a few bucks, but like you're expected to shake people down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this this idea of the police is like, you know, ideally, you know, it's a public service. Right. It's something that we're all paying into, and that it's it's something that's like you know, that guarantees our safety, but it's like, yeah, it's like when you look at the actual inception of it, that's like <laughs> kind of far from what it was. It was like this, you know, bizarre institution that was just kind of like, you know, abusive of the police and, and allowed the police to be abusive to other people in return. It's like, right, yeah. yeah. Well, you had like, cause I mean, look, before that you had sh- sheriffs and certain there, it's all very messy. Look, civilization is messy. Like the police, as we know it, um, uh, you know, they developed, I guess, in a, in a sense of like, because what, even let's just say, like, you know, we turn the sense, uh, founding fathers era. Sure. Like, like in Boston, you know, Paul Revere, that era. Do they have sheriffs? Like, what were they doing back then? That'd be someone where they just all, like, fucking, if someone did something, you know, if they, if they went off book, did they just all grab their muskets and shoot them? Like, what was, the, what was the fucking plan back then? Mm. I don't know. I don't saying. know. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so the fact that schools are like, you know, just fucking make every make make the school the good schools less good and the shitty schools a little better. These kids don't need science labs. How many people are doing science? What are you doing with your chemistry knowledge? Nothing. Yeah. You don't need chemistry. You don't really need algebra. Oh, it's really more about teaching you how to think. Eh, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, really, what I, I mean, uh, at least from what I have, kids how to fuck. That would be helpful. <laughs> Teach them how to fuck without, you know, without getting pregnant. 
You know, teach them to pull. Hey, like when you're pulling out, don't wait until it's like, oh, it's so good. And then pull. No, wait. Pull out before you want to. Be, you know, air on the side of, you know, yeah, keep fucking it for three more minutes, you know, probably. But like, I felt it come in the chamber, so I'm going to pull out and like, you know, it is what it is. I, yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be better to just try to teach kids that it's like condoms aren't that bad? They do suck. <laughs> they're not great. <laughs> I mean, look, they're not the worst. I mean, they're, they're better than, than having a, being pregnant at 15. Look, my, my first boyfriend and I during our high school years always fucked with a condom. Yeah, I fucked with a condom before. Like, um, for like, years, I, all I did was fuck with condoms. Yeah, it, it fucked with a condom all the time. And it's like, look, it was it not as good? Maybe. He still came. No, you look. You're, you're coming, aren't you? A lot of ways to come, babe. You know that. You realize you, the, you want you want me to go and list the ungratifying ways I've came in my life. <laughs> the fucking the, the shame. <laughs> not even shameful. Just just the joyless comes that I fucking just leaked out of my fucking dumb dick. Is is a cum and a condom a joyless cum? Um, not necessarily. It's actually in some cases like you know because. You know, uh, if, if if the alternative is pulling out and not being on the pill, for instance, like the pill from a man's perspective, and I, I get you know women have issues with it. Um, I have a huge issue with it. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make huge. Oh God, I got you. I got a huge issue too. <laughs> oh, well, maybe it's just average. I don't know. Oh, uh, cock. No, it's huge. Cock. Thank you. Um, no, but that's the best because you're just shooting loads. <laughs> it's great, and he's fucking, you know, he's fucking until you come into a fucking pussy, and he just collects all that dumb cum. It's great. Can it's I talk best. about the pill for a second? Sure. My point. Okay. Yeah. yeah but no, but but finish your point. I was just saying, but like, but a condom is if the alternative is pulling out, then the condom has the benefit of like at least you can fuck till you come, and not have to like jerk. Like there is something when you pull out, and you have to jerk your dick to come, um, which is like you know if if your partner is uh, into it. They receive it in a way that makes it fun, but you know, it, 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 let's just say maybe maybe some people have partners who like when they pull out, they just jerk off into a sock in the corner of the bed, and it's just not, it's just shameful. <laughs> you know? just, so you know, it just depends on the the stage of your relationship and how how, how lovable you are to each other. But sure, you wanted to address the pill. Look, the pill, it's liberated women to some extent. And I get that, and I appreciate it. Mm. But it's like, it really is. Based on my experience with it, I think it's like one of the worst things that I've ever experienced as like a, a just just biologically as a woman as being on the pill. I mean, I think women. I've always heard that certain women just react badly to it. I mean, it was like I dated women who had the pill, and they seemed to be fine with it. This like ins- insane bloating. Mm-hmm. Insane mood swings. Did your ass get bigger? My ass got fat, bigger. Ass. My ass got bigger. Yeah. Insane mood swings. Okay. Like I literally found myself at one point I was like I was weeping over a fish that my friend caught. My, my friend my friends were fishing and they caught a fish and I saw it on the hook and I started weeping. You might be on like, like taking Kalanpin or something. No, it was it was just the <laughs> pill. It was a pill. Uh, yeah, I mean, a different pill though, maybe. <laughs> and and I, I started weeping. I I I like I vacillated from like super horny to super sad. Okay, you shouldn't take the pill. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that being said, maybe there's other there's different there's different pills, right? 
There's different pills, but it's like, I I honestly, I've always been skeptical and I love Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood has gotten me out of several binds. Really? Yeah. Which is STD testing and, 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 you know, gynecological exams and all this stuff. I thought you meant they like, you know, came to your house and, you know. Ripped a baby out of me? No, you don't think maybe you killed the guy. (laughs) Okay, clean this up, will you? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you need to be called Planned Parenthood like oh, I, I, I fucking killed my you know, boyfriend he was, he was fucking me with a knife honestly he based was, on how they've behaved in the past they probably would come over and clean it up that's really? how that's yeah. how helpful they are as an institution okay, nice. they're criminals you're saying yeah oh yeah <laughs> the best kind of criminals yeah nice but but you know I gotta say every time I've been there I'm glad they're there I'm eternally appreciative of them but they fuck. They do kind of push the fucking pill a lot. Like they they push the pill. They push the fucking uh, the coil that they put in your arm. In your arm. And and I'm just like, like what? In your arm? Yeah, there's a coil they could put in your arm. That's like a that's a, a form of birth control. What the fuck does that mean? A coil that goes in your arm. Yeah, it's like it's not a big deal, but it's like it's like they. Why would it go in your arm? Yeah, it's like they they put it in your armpit or some shit. Why? Was it just like a like a, like a fucking piece of iridium that just leaks radiation? Into you? <laughs> That's just how it works. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no one's coming in your arm. Yeah, but it, it you know it gives you the hormones. So it's just leaking out. So you, well, so if you don't if you like if you're too lazy to take a pill, we're gonna inject this thing into your arm and it'll leak you know medicine into it. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, no other medicine does that. <laughs> I know, but it's like and it's like look. You want to make sure it's available to me. Great. But it's like, it, it, and then I'll be like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it, it's, yeah, I'm a little skeptical of it just cause like, you know, I got a history of breast cancer in my family. Like I don't want to, you know, it's like, I'm a little concerned about the hormones and stuff. And they're like, well, th- this has, this has none of those hormones. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it does have some of those hormones right. just based on what I've read about. It. And they're like, no, none of those hormones. I'm like, I just don't believe you on this. <laughs> it's like it's really like paying them commission every time they fucking shoved a, <laughs> one of those Tesla coils in your arm. I guess so. <laughs> uh, so look, I don't look. I, I don't think every woman out there is getting you know just fat and bloated and uh, crying about a goldfish every time they take a pill. So I refuse to believe that. All right, maybe I refuse to believe that every woman's experience is an identical to mine. They just love raw cock so much they'll fucking cry. <laughs> All day about this <laughs> fucking dumb porcupine fish. Or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know how we got in this topic in the first place. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I don't know how we got on any of these topics. We're so scatterbrained far. today. Like make help make schools free for everyone. I don't care. Uh, but you have, can keep shooting the people at them. Yeah, that's a trade off. Yeah, look, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't care. Well, I care, but I'm not. It's not my. I'm not going to die on the hill of don't shoot people in schools. <laughs> I mean, I prefer you didn't, but, you know, I can only do so much. But at least if you're going to get killed in school, you know, it should be funded, uh, you know, evenly. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's America. If, if you're going to get shot in a school, it should be on a nice grassy quad. Yeah. Maybe you have like a nice beaker for your chemistry, even though I, yeah. I don't think you should have chemistry in school anymore. <laughs> but, you know, maybe if a kid's going to get shot and put in a wheelchair... Let him fucking do it, like dissect the frog. <laughs> and it's not chemistry, but whatever. <laughs> um, no, these are insane. I mean, this has been the last few 
couple of weeks have been fucking insane. I'm annoyed because I was looking at the news uh, right before we started. I don't know if it's going to come up. But there was some fucking article. Does it come up here? No. Damn it. It was literally like, here is, oh, wait, is it here? Dayton's, Dayton Shooter's ex-girlfriend. Uh, oh, it is here. Okay, the article teased me before. It just said Dayton girlfriend's ex-shooter, uh, or Dayton shooter's ex-girlfriend, and then dot, 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 and I clicked on it, and nothing there. And like, I, I got to know what this girl... <laughs> he got a big cock. You'll never guess what the Dayton shooter's girlfriend looks like now. Right. <laughs> she just said, oh, he's fascinated with, with mass murder. It's like, well, thanks for, thanks for letting us know. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he was somewhat murderous. Yeah. He was a bad guy. I mean, I was reading some article yesterday. Cause, like, they're trying to tie it to like video games again, which is, you know. That's a retro move. Yeah. Look, honestly, though, like, it's not the. Here's the thing. To me, it's not like, how could you think that? Like, look, I mean, maybe, maybe kids are getting conditioned and this and that. It's not crazy to, like, look into it, in my opinion. Yeah. But, uh, like, and I've heard, look, it's been going on for years now. But this, this, the, the article was reiterating that, like, there isn't a, quite a consensus, like, 100%. Like, you, could, you can't, it's, that's, it's, like, that's, that's when, like, everyone agrees. But they pretty much is. Like, no scientist has any, like, you literally, you, you could tie bananas to suicide, it says, as much as you can to, like, you know, video games of gun violence. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that that ultra-violence in media has no bearing on people's psyches. But it's like... But apparently it doesn't. But, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently it doesn't. And also, it's crazy that, like... I mean, it, and predictable that it's like the the outlets pushing this narrative the hardest yeah. are also just completely unwilling to look at gun laws. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like look, I yeah. Because look, I forget, I, don't know, I forget who was saying it in the article, but they were like, "Look, we have profiles for these guys. Like, you know, they tend to be loner, or this hard time socializing. They uh, collect the term they use. They collect insults, or they collect, you know, where like I guess that means like." You know, you take it to heart when people are fucking wrong you. I don't know. Point is, like, so yeah, it's kind of what they all tend to do, and then there's a couple of things, but it's like, but that's like 500,000 people. Like, there's a lot of angry jerks out there. We can't fucking, yeah. we're gonna kill them all. Like, yeah. I mean, is, is that the problem? It's like, you know. There's a lot of guys who can't get it in out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just stupid Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I don't really like very much. Uh, yeah. You don't like Neil deGrasse Tyson? I find him annoying and, and pompous and just like, I, look, if he. Uh, gets you excited about the natural world and astronomy and the physical you know, and all this crazy stuff. I think less of you, <laughs> but that's fine. That's See, fine. I, I I know the tweet you're talking about, and and it is a dumb tweet. Yeah, basically, well, he said basically uh, summarizing yeah. uh, car accidents. This many people died of flu, you know, in, in 48 hour period, whatever it is, a two day period. And he's saying like gun violence is not that, you know. Uh, or these mass shootings are not. Well, like, well, look, what he's doing is, is he's putting it in context. He's making a very autistic point <laughs> about yeah. how it's like, well, you know, if you look at like the statistics on, on other things that cause death, it, it's actually not a huge percentage of the death toll. Right. And it's, and it's like, 
oh, all right, that's fine. But it's like the one thing we're not doing anything about. Right. You know, you know it's like. Yeah. And it's also. Nobody's like, saying, hey, that's not, that's not trying to cure the flu. And it's also like the flu isn't like <laughs> representing an ideology. Yeah. 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 Totally. You guys just really are. It's a little more complicated. But, you know, like, I don't, like, do I think this guy is a Trump supporter per se? And like, I mean, apparently the only manager he likes Trump. But I think, you know, just the, 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 this whole notion of we're going to like go after immigrants and like it's all and now it's in the, it, the extent to which it's in the fucking atmosphere and any of these crazy fucking people. At the very least, that fucking elevates the thing where it's like, you know, there's this level of content. I'm not saying Trump's not racist. I'm just saying like he doesn't have to be a Trump supporter. Be like, oh, he, didn't, he wasn't a Trump supporter. That's not the point. The point no, is- I mean, a lot of these guys is like they're not Trump supporters, but it's because like they don't think Trump goes far enough. <laughs> it's like it's like because like, ah, well, he let his daughter marry a Jew. So fuck him. Right. You know, it's like it's somebody not being completely on board with Trump isn't necessarily. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily exclude them from being a, a white supremacist or whatever. But to call them even white supremacists, I mean, they are white supremacists. Look, there is a level of like you could say racism is a mental illness, but it's not. I mean, just it's a disease, a social disease, as you could call it. But it's not like these guys all seem to be mentally ill white supremacists. Well, well, it's something that often like the reality is a lot of these groups like actively seek out mentally ill people. Like, it, I mean, fact? yeah, I mean, a lot of like, um, well, you know, <laughs> a company we've worked for, Vice, <laughs> did did a documentary on it, whereas like, uh, uh, you know, about the KKK trying to recruit these like veterans with PTSD. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like it, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's like it it's not mutually exclusive. It's not, it's not like you're going to the, like trying to get like mentally handicapped people per se. Like wait, No, no, okay. not yeah. Or like I guess it's not mentally ill though. Mentally Yeah, no, you're right. Mentally ill. Okay. Yeah, mentally ill people, you know, isolated people, depressed people. Like, you know, it's people who are alienated from society for sure. Look, there's always going to be overlap because, yeah. you know, when you're recruiting people into cultish type things, because, you know, those tend, there's, yeah, I never, heard, I never heard a phrase that way, but I guess it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the kind of thing where it's like, no, I mean, the people who, the people on the left who just out of hand dismiss the mental health issue right. are, are dumb too, because it's like, no, that is a big problem. And it's part of the reason a lot of these guys get recruited. And, you know, it's like, it, we, we used to have these arguments about guns all the time. Like, because, you know, I, I always had like a, some, a lot of sympathy for people who seemed like to be like sincerely concerned about the second amendment and stuff because it's like, oh, so did I. I mean, look, like, I was at one point, I consider myself an anarcho-capitalist. Right. Anarchist. Uh, and I believed in, you know, not, not in any stupid sense of self-defense or anything. I believe that, you know, people had a right to overthrow the government if they, violently. If, Me too. If that, you know, came to it. Like that, yeah. that, that I, I always believe like, and even if you don't agree with like that, you wish it didn't happen. I agree. I, I think that was kind of the intention of the Constitution. Totally. Uh, and the biggest thing that got me off of that is you see the people who are actually going to exactly who have guns, but like you, you see, watch these documentaries on these like three percenter guys. These guys who go and like fucking defend the statues from being taken down. Robert E. Lee. These fucking and it was a, a, a self avowed white supremacist, avowed racist. Uh, these like you know militias, the like these are the people who are gonna be like you know running your coup. No, come on, like that. There is no exactly. There's no warrior monks. Fucking, you know what I mean, there's no this idea of like the, the American Revolution and like these fucking 
kind of guys who are like lawyers and like fucking yeah. you know and like rich farmers leading a revolution, yeah. white collar revolution. Hey, yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna be the people who in this day and age. Well, that's like a certain level of mix and, of and, that. And as people who don't even mind a little bit of state violence, if if it's against like the minorities, they don't like right. Like it, it's like you know, it, it, it their their qualm isn't with like you know the state acting abusive and terroristic. Their qualm is with like you know this perceived like immigrant invasion or whatever. And you like, think maybe I'm sure I, I feel like there's a lot of people who think no, but if like it really came down to it, I'll fight. Like if like if we if, if once whatever you know once whatever political force actually becomes hundred like you know quote unquote fascist, well then I'll fight them. I don't know. I don't know when they will decide to, but like, no, no, no. There's people actively being malicious now. Well, yeah. Well, like they're, they're the ones who are like, you know, you, you, you say it, but you're not going to. Yeah. And, and they're, they're actively being malicious. Like at worst, they're actively being malicious, like on the government side. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, like, look, there's also people, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's people who aren't on the government side too, but yeah. But my point but is But I mean, like, the ones that actually like end up killing people are like people who are like, we're going to go defend our border. Right. It's like I've, people, never, I've never heard any of them have any idea that it was like they're, they're all morons they're all just yeah. scumbags no but that actually honestly it's like I was getting into the gun rights movement a lot I, I, I was I was sympathizing with the gun rights movement right. a lot for a while because I was reading mostly because I was reading up on civil war history yeah. and there's like a really badass part of civil war history where it's like people in the North and Boston, like the Boston area and stuff would actually like pick up arms to defend like, like, you know, runaway slaves against mm. like slave catchers and sure. shit. Yeah. And it's like, it's a really cool part of history where it's like, Oh, this actually was like a spontaneous militia movement that right. was like anti the federal government government's laws and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, Okay, cool. Like, if there's a potential for that, maybe it's, this is worth defending. Right. But it's, I'm also not like I'm, I'm not on the FBI side in Ruby Ridge or fucking Waco necessarily. You know, ATF. Oh, ATF totally. Side. Yeah. ATF. I mean, look, these, these, these. Like, that's the thing. You look at there's a lot of corruption on the federal government side when it comes to like you know just the way they seize guns and the way they target people. Doesn't mean that those people, those things weren't cults or you know militias that were crooked and racist maybe in their own right. I'm not sure. Was Ruby Ridge white supremacist? I don't. I'm not, the Ruby Ridge guy, I think, was was a straight up white supremacist. Yeah, it's it's hard to find anyone who's like I used to believe in this idea that you could you could believe in the abilities like that the notion that you could be a separatist and not be a racist. I don't know if it exists ever in real life. <laughs> I used to think like, <laughs> look, the Confederates, like you know, I don't agree with, but you think you have the right? I, mean, I still like. I, I think you have the right to be the Confederates. You know, let's just take slavery out of it, right? And like, yeah. Like, hey, like those states were for tax reasons wanted to you know secede. I think there was, you know, a right to do it. I guess that's the complicated thing about it. Like, you know, like states' rights issues or, or is that? Yeah, I mean, I think I guess they had the right to, like, not be part of the federal government anymore. Sure. But, like, you know, that, that's an intellectual statement, right? Like, but, like... Well, that's, that's, the th that's the weird thing about the Civil War is that it's, like... And I feel like there's, like, a now a properly, like, revisionist history springing up around it that it's, like, in a way, the South and the North were both kind of in an act of rebellion about like st about quote unquote states rights like yeah. where it's like they were both kind of rebelling against the federal government in a way like and it, you know we're, the north with like these like you know the federal the fugitive slave act were kind of they were kind of rebelling against that oh yeah and and the south with like you know anti-slavery laws right. and it's like it, and also lincoln definitely overstepped his bounds you know as they were normally understood in holding the union together 
Like, you know, he this was not like a lot of what he did. He suspended habeas corpus. You know, he, uh, you know, a lot of the seizures he did and stuff. It, yeah. Everything was legit. Uh, and legit, I think, from the point of view of like, well, did you actually have this power? You know, that was like decreed to you by whatever fucking, I guess, constitution or whatever. Point is, like, it is what it is. I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, though, like, I could think, yeah, you get to see, but like, when are you not racist and like and like owning slaves? Probably well, not. That's it's like it's the problem with something like gun rights, where it's like you know, it, it's like this is something gun rights people bring up a lot, and I and I used to fucking like I used to kind of be on board with it. it was like this idea of like oh Hitler, you know, before he started, you know, he before the Holocaust went into full swing, yeah. uh, confiscated guns from people. Right. And it's like all right, yeah, I guess people could have defended themselves, and it's like. It's partially true, but it's missing a key detail <laughs> where it's like, no, he took gun rights away from Jews. Right. <laughs> like he didn't take gun rights away from like people considered like Aryan Germans. And it's like, so, so if you take gun rights away from a, like a, a despised and stigmatized minority, you think that people who have gun rights are going to defend them? It's like, no, like m- most of the time, no. Like, so it's like, right. and that's kind of like repeating itself here where it's like, well, the people who would actually maybe need the gun rights to defend themselves don't have them. The only time I believe any of these people who aren't already doing it would, would actually fight the government yeah. is if they tried to take their guns. And even then, probably not. But, yeah. like, but that always seems, that seems to be what they say. Well, if they try to take my guns, I'll fight them. How about you fuck? You gotta fight him. I mean, like, like we'll fight way to that point. Yeah, it kind of defeats. I can't, adv- I can't advocate for anything, but it's like, but it seems to like go weird. It defeats its own purpose. It's just comes it, down to like, no one. Look, this society has been—they've been very good at placating us with you know technology and food and like poisoning us with food. Yeah. Uh, and and giving us you know iPhones or whatever the fuck. Uh, where you're not gonna fight. like the people who will are like the antisocial minority. Like this, the more aggressive, the whatever, and those people don't overlap with the most nuanced political views or like compassion. I mean, like the people who are gonna like actively violently rebel, uh, especially in our country, it's not, it ain't gonna be what you're pretending it is. And also, like, I'm sick of hearing like, well, there's so many guns in America. Like, how are you gonna fucking put you can put the genie back in the bottle? I mean, that's totally true, but it's also like a lot of these kids, guys are just like you know lonely white guys and yeah on the dark web you can find shit and but if you actually close guns or like gun show loopholes and like you couldn't just buy them in stores like i don't know where i would buy I mean, if i really set my mind to it i'm sure you get a gun illegally but it's not daddy's <laughs> it's not like you know it's like you have to kind of go uh i, I can't believe like anytime you curb you raise the price of something like if you look say economics, you like if they raise the price of one thing, the the alternative thing you know gets demand for that goes up. If you, you know tariffs, you know oh the ten percent tariff. Well now like they're not using our fucking imports. You know like these things like the the idea like making something harder to get will definitely curb shit. I mean yeah they will pee pee. Yeah, I mean that, that it's just such a lame art. Like it's it's you have the statistics to prove it that it's like I mean you, you know during a time where we had a federal assault weapons ban, it's like. This shit just didn't happen as much, right? It's not, it's not necessarily a causal thing, necessarily, but it might, you know, but because it wasn't happening before either, I don't think. Um, but also, like, and to be fair and clear, like, it would the mafia, for instance, and, and different like violent, you know, ga- gangs, you know, like, yeah, they 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 would be they would be much less curtailed by it because you know they they live on the outskirts of society, they have networks of people. Who are like you know, people people discount like what being part of like an outlaw gang is. You have these like 
different locations and people to move stuff around. It's like, like, like the Underground Railroad, but for criminal shit. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I mean, yeah, those people will get guns, no problem. But, you know, if you're just some guy who wants to shoot up your McDonald's or whatever, don't do that. I'm just saying, like, you know. Yeah. Or Walmart. Like, I'm not saying... Who knows? Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, totally. Maybe nothing works, but like the fact we're not trying is kind of no, it's nuts. And it's, uh, to me, it's like the the really the only reason at this point is like the the kind of pedantic reason of like the slippery slope of like, well, if you ban this, and then what if you ban all guns? And it's like I, I'm just not feeling it anymore. Right. It's like it's just kind of like yeah, the, I I get it. Like you're right. You have you have the better con- you probably do have the better constitutional argument, but it's like. But you know what? If you're going to be such fucking dicks about it, <laughs> eventually people stop fighting for your rights. Yeah. Like, and, look, and the Constitution can be, like, you know, amendments can be ratified. You can change yeah. the Constitution. Like, right. We will, but yeah. It's like the fact is, like, freedom of speech, what's the worst thing that can happen with freedom of speech? Um, Somebody says something hateful. Oh, yeah. It's like, and it's like the worst thing that happens with fucking gun rights is like, is like you guys f- politically organize around like dumb racist shit. And then a bunch of you start shooting people. So it's like, it, if you do that enough, then it's like, yeah, people are going to stop sympathizing with that. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've also, I was looking at Twitter, I guess, or whatever. And someone was like, look, I fuck you. Uh, as long as, you know, they're not doing anything to protect us. I'm not going to be, I think it was some veteran where they were probably kind of gun. Like I'm not, I'm going to have a gun to protect myself from the crazy people. And it's like, is there, is there a, I know the shooter in on, in Dayton was taken down within a minute by a cop. Right. But like, I mean, I'm sure there has been a couple. I know there's like one or two things where like a guy had a gun. He did engage the guy in a uh, in, in some you know one of these mass shootings. Not one of the big ones, I think, but in some of these smaller ones. Oh yeah, and one of the wasn't it in one of the school shootings that like a guy actually like jumped on him or something, and and he ended up getting shot. Yeah, people. Oh, he he died actually. Yeah, he he didn't have a gun. Uh, That was a brave guy. He was a a hero. Uh, Yeah, call him a hero. Yeah, yeah, I'll call him a hero. Yeah, totally. Uh, Watch next tomorrow. Fucking Oracle will come out and he's fucking. No, that's yeah. That's (laughs) (laughs) that guy was up to. Oh fuck! (laughs) I just co-signed him. Uh, He gets me tooed in death. Uh, because I poured them up, like, one, of our, <laughs> one of our twenty listeners. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just saying, like, but yeah, I, yeah. Look, they're always gonna argue about not me, bro. But I want to have. It's like, yeah, in, in theory, you can you can shoot the guy, but like, it's just not likely that you know. I mean, so like Texas and all these areas, like these are open carry states. Yeah, I mean, people have guns. I mean, like. It just doesn't seem to work out ever that like, a guy <laughs> right. with a gun is ever... Look, there was a guy, a veteran, and they were talking about, like, there's was an article I read, he was, he was some, like, hero almost, or, or mini hero, because, like, well, a veteran was... He was in the mall where the Walmart was. Hmm. And uh, I think he was in a drugstore or a foot or some, or some store, and then someone came in, some kid came running in. This guy had a Glock on him. He's a veteran who's carrying a Glock. Uh... And this guy came in. This kid came in. Is like uh, an active shooter in the, in the Walmart. And he run, and I guess he runs away. And and the article's like, we. I looked at the guy at the counter. I was like, you know, he's a kid. You gonna believe him? So anyway, a few minutes later, he was in the Foot Locker, and he got stuck in the Foot Locker because the Foot Locker guy like closed the gate. 
So you didn't like he had a gun. He's a vet. We're talking about like he's a hero because he ended up like helping some kids who actually weren't in the line of fire. They just they, like they were like a daycare and like he helped them. He brought them outside, but it wasn't like anyone was shooting. It's in the mall and like, but this article is like you make it seem like this guy's a hero and like. like no, he couldn't have done that without the gun. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's like without also, the gun. But also, he had the gun, and it's not like he went go run. You know, he didn't. Without the gun, those kids never would have respected his authority. They never would have gone out of the mall. I mean, I don't know why you ever admit this. Like, <laughs> I have a gun. I'm a veteran. I have a gun. Yeah, help some kids. Like, why would you admit the part where it's like, yeah, some kid came over. He's like, it's an active shooter. I'm like, ah, it's probably just some kid. <laughs> it's probably nothing. Like, you could have shot the guy. I mean, like, I'm not saying you use your responsibility, whatever. But like, but like, this never works out. It just never works out. Just yeah. In the case where I'm sure there is a couple scenarios where like people did shoot the guy. And maybe that's why, you know, it was only a couple of people. And not yeah. On the rare, party. on the rare occasion that there is some guy who, who stops something. It's like, it, it the, people like trot it out. Like, it, it's like, it's like, I know this isn't realistic all the time, but doesn't this make your dick hard? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> people love it. People love the, nothing, get, nothing gets people off more than just like the male power fantasy. Yeah. And I'm not saying there isn't cases where people shoot, shoot robbers. You shoot the robber. I shot the robber. <laughs> but, you know, but like, you, we don't know what this is. So he'll know it's just you going like, look, this, per, this, this fucking scumbag guy was coming to him. And they <laughs> share it on Facebook while they drink their coffee in the back of a deli in Long Island somewhere. <laughs> eating drinks, yeah. cakes, and fucking talking about. This guy tried to steal my sprinkler, <laughs> so I shot him in the back. <laughs> Well, that That'll teach you to rub me. This isn't like, like <laughs> New Orleans in the midst of Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, that's. The house is full of looters and, and, and like property owners were shot. That's them. literally how I imagine every man from Long Island. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 they pictured themselves. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but they actually like that. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. So I think we solved it, right? Yeah, yeah. No more guns. No more guns. No more violence. No more peace for all. Look, we're gonna get rid of guns. If we got rid of them. Mm -hmm. um, let's just make a concession. It wouldn't. There'd still be a ton of shootings. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's just what you do. It's what you do. It's what you do in America. You stop. I'm saying no. It's like, but like, point is, everyone else did it. Just stop having them. Yeah. Just get rid of them. I like I like guns. The real answer is to just start a new trend. Let's go back to assassinations. Well, I mean, um, Lucy Steiner. <laughs> uh, it does seem weird, right? Yeah. It does seem, uh, that's an interesting point. Like, for a while, you just had assassinations. You yeah. Had, you know, so you had Kennedy, JFK. Yeah. You had RFK. You had Emma, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. You had uh, McGovern. Was McGovern got shot? Or not McGovern. Um, Muskie? Not Muskie. Who am I thinking of? Doesn't that one of the M guys got shot back in the seventies? Oh yeah, sure, sure. Do you have anything to put in this? I mean, uh, I'm just saying assassinations, but for bad people. That's never happened. Ever. <laughs> what are you talking about? Where's a bad person? What ever if we do assassinations, but on bad people? I don't know what you're saying right now. <laughs> I thought we were. I thought we were saying how about like some famous person takes the brunt of it. But you want <laughs> when 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 were bad people assassinated? I can't imagine. I can't remember a time in history. Right. Okay. So you want like, that's the thing. That's the thing. No one's ever like assassinated like a terrible tyrant, right? 
Except for like the, the America when we they stopped serving our interests. Yeah. But like no one's ever like no one's ever actually like gotten rid of someone who like need like everyone's like oh yeah I mean Gaddafi even look people might point to Gaddafi and it's like all right but that guy like we made him to work. <laughs> yeah. Really, if, if you don't know about Gaddafi, it's a it's a, it's a mess. No, yeah, that was a, that's a fucked up situation. You made sure with a pipe and Hillary Clinton. I know you love her, but Hillary Clinton's all like, you know, me. We came, we saw, he died. You don't know me at all, baby. You love Hillary Clinton. Help me. You're with her. What? You're with her. What are you talking about? Didn't you used to like her? No. I remember distinctly you voting for her. No, actually, you could. Well, you did. I'm, I'm, I'm being a dick. Of course, you can vote for her against Trump. Well, <laughs> I mean, look. Should I should I say what really happened? What do you want to say? What happened? I don't remember. I don't know what happened. I was gonna vote for her. Uh-huh. I felt compelled to vote for her. Mm-hmm. I was on the voting line, but I started having doubts, and I was like, I was like, look, I'm in New York. I have an opportunity to cast a protest vote. What should I do? But I feel like I should vote for. I was texting you. All right. And what did you tell me? I don't remember. Probably like it doesn't matter. You're in New York. <laughs> you, said, you, I, you said vote for Jill Stein. <laughs> <laughs> did you give me the option? Like, I don't remember who Jill Stein is. I was honestly feeling tortured about it. I was like, should I? And you were like, uh, you were like, vote for Jill Stein. If they get a certain number of votes, they'll get some more federal funding oh, for the Green true, Party. <laughs> so oh, she's a Green Party. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I voted for Nader a bunch of times. Yeah, totally, man. And uh, Do it I up. I, I think I voted for Bob Barr at one point. I don't know. I'm trying to remember now. But uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, Ross Perot got like fucking, what, 30% of the vote or some shit? Or 20% of the vote? <laughs> like, as a, as, a, as a third party candidate? Like, we can't, these guys can't even get like 2%. We're fucked. Oh, yeah. It's all, I mean, whatever. Well... We've been rambling a lot, but no, nothing to do with our relationship. I think, do you want to talk about... I mean, look, it was a political episode. It was a political episode. Uh, we uh, we had a little political discussion last night. Did we? Well, sort of. It was about a political show. Oh, that's right. We get- so, look, we and Lucy <laughs> like to drink together. Uh, yeah. We to our own home. We get uh, a little boozy. We get a little boozy. We drink a little whiskey. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, uh, something that seems to keep coming up, not every time we drink, but, like, enough... Is uh, a scenario where I'm showing you scenes from the West Wing, and you are like beside yourself with hatred and look. I've watched the, the crazy thing about that. We talked about this on the on another episode, and how I get drunk and I get very angry about the West Wing. You get a, you, you start getting a vocal fry. Mm. Wait, wait, do your do your impression of me watching the West Wing? Does he really not know where AIDS comes from? This is terrible, babe, babe. This is such bullshit. You expect me to believe this? How it works? This is bullshit. I'm like, no, yeah. Like, I mean, if you if you get fault there in Sorkin, it's kind of he paints his idealized picture. And it's like, you know, what could be? It's not the way it is. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you get very angry, and like, it's it, it, it naturally flows. Like at first we're kind of you know joking around and we're busting chops, and you're talking shit about Ainsley Haynes, the Republican character. Yes, and then, like, she's awful. She's not awful. Yeah, whatever. But the point is, but we get down to it, and like by the time we get to actually watching the clip, you're just fucking like vocal frying and like 
impugning my fucking, you know, my, my fucking character. By that point, I had had several whiskeys. Yeah. And I was watching the West Wing. And look, the crazy thing about this is that sober, I've watched like three seasons of the West Wing, no problem. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been able to appreciate the parts of it that are good. Right. But when I get drunk, I don't know, something about it. The the, It's like I'm... Uh, it's like I'm seeing it as a baby. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm seeing through the fucking... I'm seeing through the filter it presents. Sure. I mean... Uh, and I just start thinking about how it's like... Barley just doesn't care about poor people. I'm like, yeah, he does. You, you, gotta, you gotta watch the show. He really does care about poor people. No. No. I mean, look, I, w- <laughs> I was <laughs> expressing myself somewhat simplistically, but... The reality is it's like in a lot of Aaron Sorkin things, it's like this guy cares about poor people because he says he cares about poor people. And it's like that's kind of like a weirdly like irresponsible that's standard not, to set for your like political you for, for your political drama. That's not that's not what we talking about. That's not what he does. It's like everything is at face value. And it's like no, it, they do. They, they were, look, if you watch a the show, they bring up like bills they pay like they're trying to get bills done they're trying to get you know shit, shit done at one point they start rattling off stats about things they've done you know, he's accomplished in his administration when he's talking to the ghost of Dolores Langham after she dies in a car crash and he's trying to decide if he's going to run again and he's rattling off things he did and he's like you know it's like Oh, and he's like, oh, uh, uh, he's talking to God and in the same episode. He's like, I did this and I did this and that. I wasn't good enough for you. He, but he let his secretary die. Yeah. And he, he starts cursing in Latin and putting the cigarette down. I'm just saying, like, he's done stuff. <laughs> he's accomplished some things. <sighs> I don't know what we're talking about the worst. I mean, but this is just... See, we're never going to break up because, you know, this is this is the worst argument we have. The West Yeah, argument. no, this is the worst disagreement we have. Is, you know... Ainsley Haynes, and sometimes I have to I mean, is this the kind of thing you would show our child? Or podcast? No, uh, the West, West Wing. Wing. I mean, what age? I don't know, like 13, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I love Aaron Sorkin. Um, I, I, I could definitely conceive of a situation where I might show our child the West Wing. <laughs> Like, I'm not, like, it's not like I'm, I'm not saying it's not like I'm fucking like, you know, the day's born, like I'm fucking greasing up the, the, the fucking catcher's mitt or whatever the fuck. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm, am I going to show him Apocalypse Now? Yeah. Am I going to show him the West Wing? I think so. You, you include you're teaching him the presidents of the United States and you include Jeff Bartlett. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's not. I mean, honestly, it's an informative show from that. I mean, at what point do you want me to tell him about Vigilant Guardian? Oh, I want you to tell him that as soon as he can just understand the concept of the U.S. government. Is his, mo- his mobile just going to be a fucking, you know, uh, f- uh, the Twin Towers and like firefighters bearing charges? <laughs> <to the basement>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Fucking, just fucking Silverstein from fucking like with the fucking old school, uh, like with those TNT like lever things like <laughs> blowing up Tower 7. Hell yeah. Anyway, um, let's just have a baby. What are we doing? Yeah, let's go have a baby. This is... This is us are arguing about how drunk we got and arguing about the West Wing. It's just like what people without babies do. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah, we just we're just pointless leading these pointless babyless lives. <laughs> I need to fill you up with some cum and just fucking <laughs> let something grow in there. Anyway, where can people find you? <laughs> That's a great way to end. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, they can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Steinbag. And where can they find you, baby cakes? Twitter and Instagram at Ray Kump. Uh, so thanks for listening. We uh, will see you next week. We love you. Goodbye.